Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Tara, who says, I'd love your advice on discouraging kids swearing. Our almost eight-year-old has been hanging around some older kids and has found it amusing to use various swear words, both casually and in a derogatory context at home. So far, he has not gotten in trouble for letting anything slip at school or at church. We've had multiple talks about how while we don't care that he knows these words, we don't want him using them in our presence, in the presence of others, as they can be considered rude and insulting. Is it a phase? It's been months. Do we just blank face ignore it? We want to extinguish this annoying and insulting behavior. A swear jar? We don't want it rubbing off on our four-year-old. So Tara lays out a lot of the problems with swearing and some of the solutions with swearing. And I think... For us, we have a zero tolerance for swearing policy at my house. Swearing is not allowed in our house. It is the kind of thing where we talk about keeping the lines tight because we know the kids will go outside of them. I now have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and I know that they know all of the swear words and that they have used most of the swear words, but they are not allowed to use them in our house. Swearing is a classic jack-in-the-box behavior, so it is done to get a rise out of parents. And Tara touches on that by saying that her eight-year-old is doing this to some degree to get a rise. So while I don't recommend blank-facing and ignoring swearing because I think it becomes just pushing, pushing those boundaries, this is what we like to call boundary-seeking behavior. Where is the wall? And so I want a wall that my kid is going to smack up against when they swear in this circumstance, which looks in my house like this. Kid swears. And I might say, you know, we don't swear in this house and I don't want to hear another swear word. If I hear another swear word tonight, you're off of screens for the rest of the day. Now, are you expressing something that you had a really particular kind of a day? Are you expressing frustration? Let's have a talk about that, but we're not doing it with swear words. And this is a straight consistency issue so that every time a swear word comes up, you don't get a reaction out of me, but you do get a consequence. So I try to skip the part of, what did you say? What was that word? You we don't use that is outrageous can be hard. You got to get on the same page as the other parent here so that we're both on the same page. I just heard a swear word from you. That's not allowed. 
here is the consequence for that. And usually I will say, if I hear it again. And so that should be the end of swearing for the night. Now, I have a kid who likes to play video games with his teenage friends. I will occasionally, while I'm doing the laundry and the laundry room is next to the playroom, I will occasionally hear him swearing with his friends with a shut door while he is playing video games. I do not then open the door and say, I think I heard a swear word in here. I kind of recognize like that's where he likes to go outside of the lines. If it gets completely out of control or it's something that other people are hearing, the other kids are hearing, then I might intervene and go back to my original role. I keep hearing you swearing while we play video games. Let's cut that out or we're going to have to turn the video game off. So the consequences are very immediate and very, very consistent. If it's being a little bit naughty and pushing the lines and I have deniability, I will let it go. But if it comes into my space or anyone else in this house's space, I do not let it go. I think getting into the debate about, oh, but swear words are fine. Everybody uses them. Well, it's fine, but you can't use them here and there. For me personally, that gets too confusing. I know other people who do this differently, that you can swear here and there, but not at church or school that can work out fine for people i just find it easier to keep the lines really really clear now do i love a good swear word i sure do but we don't swear on the podcast because we have a clean rating we know that people listen with kids i can control myself i don't swear while i'm recording the podcast and i don't swear generally around my kids even for me sometimes i go outside of the line have my kids ever heard me use a swear word they have but i tend to say oh that was inappropriate of me let me get my behavior back in line so i'm trying to model the same thing that like yes we feel these frustrating feelings yes sometimes these words are the way we want to express ourselves but we have control over that, and so we're not going to do that. And trying to keep that consistent for my kids, I think, helps us stay out of the argument of, oh, it's fine when you say it, but not when I say it, and oh, you know, I don't really care about these words. Yes, can we have a whole debate about these words are just words and it's not important? We can, but I find this is where my benevolent dictator comes in and I say, listen, in my house, these are the rules. They are non-negotiable. I heard a swear word. Next time I hear it, this is the clear consequence that we will have every single time. And I, again, do people use a swear jar? It works for some people. I just find, again, that that feels to me like a negotiation that I don't want to be in with my kids. Well, now you said it, now this and this, and it feels a little bit like, well, we're letting it in and then we have to put parameters around it. For me, the easiest tactic has been, this is not allowed, this is the consequence. And then, are you using that word out of frustration? Let's get underneath it and see what's frustrating you so much about it. As kids get older, you may let this slide a little bit more. I just find for myself keeping, this is one of those simple places to keep the lines really, really tight. I mean, I started swearing around my parents probably in my 30s, and uh, still I get a little flicker of joy when I use a swear word around one of my parents. It's pretty thrilling. And there's nothing terrible about this behavior, but I would go strong to simple, non-reactive, immediate consequences. And I think that cuts the swearing down and keeps you out of a huge debate on the topic. 
Tara. I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask them on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash What Fresh Hellcast, or you can record them on our website, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. There's a little microphone. You can click and actually record your question and you could hear your actual voice on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks.